Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. I am your host for the next hour. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. So as you just heard, the call-in number is 303-690-3000. We got all open lines. This show is a show where you can call in and ask questions about the Bible or Christian living, or our worldview, uh, those things that are on your heart. Maybe you had a Bible study uh, with some friends or a group of people that a question came up, or maybe you heard a teaching, or your own devotions. You're wondering about uh, a certain portion of Scripture. I'll do my best to point you to the Word of God as we uh, just go to the Scriptures together and talk about... uh, the things that you want to, and it's such a delight. You know, I was just thinking that uh, there is on the radio lots and lots of, uh, you know, programs on and talking shows. This is one unique uh, program where we get to talk about the Lord exclusively and go to the Scriptures and to pray for one another because we want you to call in with your prayer requests. So grab one of those open lines. It's good to grab an open line early in the show because the hour goes by quickly. And so 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. There's another way that you can ask a question or give a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line, and that is 720-336-0897. And be safe when you're texting, 720-336-0897. 0897. I would encourage you, if you're a regular listener to Calvary Live, put those two contact numbers in your, you know, um, contacts, and uh, and you'll be able to just pull it up and give us a call or give us a text whenever you want. I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the Front Range uh, of Colorado, up into Southern Wyoming. Uh, welcome. You're listening live on this Monday afternoon. We got a beautiful sunny day here in Colorado um, in January. So. Uh, I pray that you're well, and if you're in traffic or maybe perhaps you're uh, doing something with the kids or getting them a snack or finishing up work, if you have time, give me a call at 303-690-3000. want to welcome also those who are listening perhaps on another radio station, Hope, Grace FM, or not um, Hope and Truth FM, uh, that on the East Coast or Refuge FM, uh, as you're listening to the radio program, Calvary Live, you are a week delayed, but you can give me a call uh, at 303-690-3000. We can have our conversation, and then you get to listen to it next week. Uh, the text line works for you as well, anywhere in the United States at 720-336-0897. I'll repeat those numbers throughout the show, but we want to welcome you. And also all the online listeners throughout the country that are listening to the mobile app or perhaps on the website, Grace FM. We have people that listen from all over the world, and it's wonderful that we can connect together. So give me a call. Love to talk with you uh, about the things that the Lord take you to Scripture, 
let's encourage one another. Let's start the week out by just um, really being blessed by this program because the questions you ask might be a question that somebody else is wondering about or just uh, as we go through the Word of God uh, together that it'll bless you. So that's my desire to really uh, bring comfort, to bring edification and instruction and to lift you up, to encourage you. Uh, just to be blessed, uh, because we're talking about Jesus, and we're in the Word of God, and we're praying for one another. So we got an open line. We're going to go to the phone lines now as the phones have started ringing, and let's go to Annie in Denver. Hi, Annie. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. God bless you for taking my call. I was just yeah, wondering how do you understand the, the verse that says, God loves the sinners, but he hates sins. So since right. we are the ones who are committing those sins, what is exactly what, is, what does it mean? Well, he, he loves the sinner because we're all sinners. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The sin he hates, he hates it because what it does to people. First of all, it, it brings death to us. We've all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. But what it does in our lives, the repercussions, it hurts us. And it's a loving Father, because He loves us, that says, don't sin. And that's why there's an emphasis in the Scriptures, uh, throughout the Scriptures, to live for Him, to live rightly, uh, be holy as He is holy, as Peter writes in his epistle to pursue righteousness, because he knows that that's where we're going to be blessed. It is sin that brings deception. It brings us into captivity. Um, it uh, blinds us. Sin just is will lead us down a road that we don't want to go. So that's what it means to me that, you know, when somebody says God loves the sinner, but he hates sin. He hates sin because he hates what it does to people. He hates uh, the repercussions, and he doesn't want us to experience the repercussions of sin. And that's why it's a loving Father that says, don't sin. Don't sin, because it's going to hurt you. It's going to bring, uh, you know, just uh, repercussions to you and consequences. It's going to lead you to where you don't want to go. But He loves us. And He loved us so much that He sent His Son to come and die for us, to take care of the sin problem because we've all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, but, you know, I, I think about Romans. I think a good verse, let me share it with you, in Romans chapter 5, uh, that comes to mind. And that is that he's talking about the love of God. And he says that um, that while um, he says, let me grab it here. He says, but God demonstrated his own love towards us that while we were still sinners, that's in chapter 5, verse 8, Christ died for us. God demonstrated his own love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't die for me when I decided that I'm going to get my act together and I was worthy enough and I'm going to walk in righteousness. He died for me while we were still sinners. And that's such an incredible verse to me. And and as we come to him, he desires for us to just live for him and to experience that abundant life that he has for us. So that's what it means to me um, as he loves 
you know, the sinner, but he hates the sin. So let's say that you you make a mistake or you commit sin, like maybe you stole or you lied. What about when you go and you repent? Mm-hmm. So you so that means you're forgiven, right? Yeah, you are. And John says in his epistle, if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And the thing is, is that he desires for us to repent. To And what does repent mean, Annie? It's to turn around and yeah, not do the it same means, thing again. Yeah, it means to turn direction. Exactly. You're right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want us to continue down a road of sin and carnality because it's mm-hmm. just going to lead to, you know, um, just to things that are not good for us, as the things I just mentioned to you. He wants us to live for him. He wants us to live in his love. He wants us to to be free. The freest people are the ones that are living for him and desire to say, Lord, I'm going to live for you. I want to walk in righteousness. I want to, you know, pursue righteousness. And that's what we are told throughout the scriptures to do. So, but yeah, he forgives us. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all mm-hmm. sin. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. You bet, Annie. Thank you. You bet. Hey, thanks for calling. You have a blessed day. We are forgiven. We are forgiven people. That is so glorious. But God doesn't want us, you know. uh, One of the things that is, you go into chapter 6 of Romans, after Paul says that that in verse 8, God demonstrated his own love towards us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In chapter 6, he, he knew that there perhaps would be the reader that would say, well, does that mean we can go out and do anything that we want? We can just go and live in sin. And Paul begins that section with speaks of sanctification. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace abound? He said, certainly not. He said, we died to sin. We're no longer to live in it. Uh, living in his grace means that we're free to live for him not free to go out and do whatever it is that we want. We identify with Christ, and uh, we're to be instruments of righteousness. Living in his grace is to be free. We identify with Christ and living for him. So it's just a wonderful, wonderful truth of Scripture. And I'll tell you what, if if any of us think that we can just go out and live in sin and carnality, um, it's going to do us in, it's going to wipe us out, and, and there's going to be terrible terrible consequences. And that's why it's a loving father that says, live for me, live for me. So, and be free, truly, as we do live for him. 303-690-3000. Good question. Appreciate you calling Annie from Denver, but we're going to go to Castle Rock. Chelsea is line line two. Hi, Hi, Chelsea. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, My question on the day of the Lord, and I couldn't find the specific verse. I was thinking about the verse that talks about not forsaking the assembly of the brethren, um, and as the day of the Lord approaches. And mm-hmm. I was wondering if the day of the Lord um, refers to the rapture of the church, or if it refers to when He comes with His church and the judgment, the final judgment. Yeah, and that's a good question, because when we study end-time prophecy, 
we we have all these terms. We have the rapture of the church, the second coming of Jesus Christ, the tribulation period, uh, all these different terms. And one of those terms is the day of the Lord. And I think there's a little bit of confusion that can happen concerning the day of the Lord. We know that the writer of Hebrews, and I'm, I'm going to quote it for the sake of our listeners, and um, I believe you were making reference to chapter 10 of Hebrews uh, that says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. So that's a reference to the day of the Lord. We know that Jesus spoke about the day of the Lord in the Olivet Discourse in Luke's narrative and recording of it. He would say that, Take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come upon you unexpectedly. So we see that phrase, the day of the Lord, that is throughout the Old Testament, throughout the New Testament. And I think that what I'd like to to read to you is from Paul's letter to the church at Thessalonica. Paul was there ministering to that church for a short time. He talked to them about the rapture of the church. He talked to them about the Antichrist. He talked to them about uh, the working of Antichrist. He talked to them about the falling away. He, he, he talked to them about the deception, about the restraining factor, but he talked to them about the day of the Lord. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, at the end, he talks about the rapture of the church. And you made reference to that, Chelsea. And that's going to be a time when we're going to be caught up. It's the harpazo, which is the Greek word. Uh, it is the um, Latin word rapturus. That's where we get the word rapture. And, and I mention that because sometimes people say, well, the word rapture is not in the Bible, and the raptures, you know, we don't believe in a rapture, or it's not a a, a correct doctrine or a true doctrine. Well, it, it is in the Latin uh, Bible, rapturus, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So Paul talks about there's going to be a generation of Christians that are going to be alive. They're going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. That's called the rapture of the church, the blessed hope, the the gathering of the saints together. Then he goes on and he says, but concerning the times and seasons, brethren, that you uh, have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as the thief in the night. So he begins to talk about the day of the Lord. And in the day of the Lord um, that is mentioned in the Old Testament, you see it's a period of judgment that is followed by blessing. Um so Paul says, listen, the day of the Lord is a time of night, it's a time of destruction. When they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. So, you know, there's more to this study, but as you put the pieces of the puzzle together, the day of the Lord is a time of night, he says. We are children of the light, we're, we're, we're of the day, he has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. So with that all said, the day of the Lord, Chelsea, is a period of time that begins with the tribulation period, extends seven years. Seven years is the tribulation period. The tribulation period ends with the second coming of Jesus Christ when he comes back with his church. 
and then the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. So that's a period of time is the day of the Lord. From the beginning of the tribulation period through the millennium reign, the rapture of the church, I believe, will take place before the tribulation period, that he will take us out of and away from the hour of tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. So the rapture of the church is different than the day of the Lord. Yeah, and, and Chelsea, Paul writes, he says, you, brethren, you're not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. Then, Chelsea, you might you might listen to, I did a prophecy update on New Year's Eve. If you go to calvarychapelgreeley.org, you can pull it up, and I did it on this very thing. And then Second Thessalonians, the Christians were very upset. They were upset, they were shaken in mind, they were troubled in their hearts because they thought they had missed the rapture of the church. So Paul has to reiterate these truths to them once again. So I did a study of we don't, you know, don't be troubled because he reaffirms to them, you're not in the day of the Lord. You haven't missed the rapture of the church. And you might listen to that, and I think you'll be tremendously blessed. We've gotten a huge response on it uh, of people that just really were blessed by it. And it also helps us keep a proper perspective on all the things that we're seeing around us. We need to keep our eyes on the Lord, be watching and waiting, because he says I come at a time that you do not know, that you least expect. And that's a commandment of the Lord, because he can come for us at any time. We don't know the day or the hour, but I believe that the Lord could come for us at any time in the rapture of the church, when he comes for his church. The tribulation begins with the Antichrist coming on the scene and ends with the second coming of Jesus Christ. So those are all things that that we have to kind of sort out as we go through end-time prophecy. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. You bet, Chelsea. Thanks for calling. Good question. All right, 303-690-3000. Perhaps you got a question, or maybe you need prayer. We're here to pray with you and encourage you any way that we can. And uh, love to be able to do that. 303-690-3000. We got an open line. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. Give me a text. And if we got time, we'll go to the text questions and prayer requests. In the meantime, we're going to go north of where I am to Fort Collins to Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, thank you. Um, Yeah, this is kind of an awkward question for me. But um, it concerns um, my son-in-law, and I felt like I had a word that uh, he doesn't believe he is a sinner. Um, They've been married for seven years, and he has attended church along with my daughter, but there's nothing more than that that is happening with him. Yeah. So do you, do you have a question on that? Well, what do you do? I mean, how do you, it's yeah. really hard to engage a person if they don't feel like mm-hmm. they're a sinner, yeah. that they would need a savior. 
Yeah. And, and I, I know it's heartbreaking and, um, you know, there are people that sit in church that think that they're okay, that, um, you know, they're, they're good enough. Not everybody who goes to church is saved. We know that to be true. And Chris, I think the, the, the main thing for you is to pray for him and to, to keep speaking truth into his life, you know, into his life. Um, and, that's what you can do. And hopefully, somehow, if he's going to church, he's hearing the gospel. You know, one of the things, Chris, that I do is I always give people opportunity to respond to the gospel in our services because I don't want people to think that, that they're going to go to heaven because they came to a Bible study. But that really is one of the, can be one of the hardest people to reach is somebody who comes to church who's there, who thinks I'm a good person, I don't need to repent, I'm okay, because they're very passive. They're, they're, there's no conviction one way or the other. I like it better when I give somebody the gospel and they kind of get, you know, um, they, they, they respond to it, they, they, you know, whether it's in a um, maybe a little bit angry or, you know, just... Um, get a little bit of a rise out of them, because I know something's happening there. But somebody who's very, very passive, oh, you know, I'm okay. I'm not, a, you know, I'll be fine. I don't need to repent. I go to church. Those are some of the hardest people to reach. And so what you need to do is just keep praying, and you need to speak truth into his life and to tell him it isn't about religion. It's about relationship, that we all need Jesus. We're all lost. And just go back to the very basics of the gospel, that we all need the gospel. You know, my dad, uh, Chris, for years thought that, you know, he's a good man. And finally, one day I told him, I said, Dad, you're a good man, but you're not good enough. You're not good enough. And for some reason, that just, that clicked in him. And he came to church, and he raised his hand, and he responded to the gospel, but you keep praying that the Lord opens his eyes and softens his hearts and that, uh, Lord, draw him that he may understand truly that he does need to repent and come to you for salvation, just like everybody else. All right? Okay. All right. Thanks. Have a Chris, good afternoon. Can I, Chris, can we go ahead and pray? Yeah. I want to pray for him. It. Father, I pray for Chris's son-in-law. She, I can hear her heart, and for somebody we love, and, and it's so difficult when um, we we know somebody, we love them, and they're just not quite understanding, and they think they're okay um, in their sin. They, they don't think they need to turn to Jesus. Um, but, Lord, I pray for him that you would open up his eyes, that you would soften his heart, that he would come to understand his need to, to be forgiven, and to repent and turn to Jesus. That was the message of Jesus, repent. And Lord, I pray that um, that you would just give Chris the right words to give to him, and that, Lord, that um, she would speak truth into his life, that you would take that word that is alive and pierce his heart with it, and that you would minister to him and draw him to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Keep keep praying, you. Chris. Okay, you keep praying. Okay, I I will. All right. Thank you. We all have people that we know that that um, you know that 
that they think are they're okay or they're a good person and we need to pray for them and we need to just keep you know praying for them and, and giving them the gospel so hey we got a couple open lines so give me a call we've had a great first half of the show where you got a few minutes before we go to break so i I want to give you that number, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines and and get you on the air. Love to talk with you, pray with you, answer your questions. The text line is 720-336-0897. Again, this is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Greeley with you on this Monday. And we're going to travel over to Philadelphia where Jasmine has been waiting. Jasmine? Hi, yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Yes, thank you for having me. So what do you how can we help you? Um, I was calling just for prayer, um for the Lord to help me to believe and to save me. Um I've gone through a lot like in the past few years and um, I'm just needing restoration in my soul and my spirit and just to know that mm-hmm. I'm saved and um, and for him to help me to believe in the areas where I'm not believing. Yeah. And, you know, first of all, in the whole area of salvation, salvation, as we get to the gospel, comes freely as we give our, put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And, Jasmine, have you done that for forgiveness of sin? To, to say, Lord, I believe that you are truly Lord. Forgive me of my sins, and, and I give my life to you. That's where salvation comes in. And, and then there's a process after that called sanctification. So let's, let's start from you know um, salvation. Have you given your heart to Jesus Christ? Have you gone to him and believed in your heart that he died for your sins and God raised them from the dead? Um, and if you've done that, then you're a believer. If you haven't, I'd love to walk you through that. Um, yes, if you could walk me through it, yes, please. Jesus came and died on the cross for your sins. He loves you so much that that's the reason why Jesus came. He came because there's a sin problem. And the Bible declares we've all fallen short of the glory of God, every single one of us. We're all born with a sin nature. And that's why Jesus came, the Son of God, to come and die for our sins. You know the Christmas story that we just you know, talked about a couple weeks ago at Christmas? Joseph was told that Mary's going to bring forth a son, and he shall call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. And it's the greatest need that any man or any woman has. Now, Jasmine, we're going to get ready to come to a break, and I want you to hold on the line. Don't don't hang up. And if you hear the music, we'll go to the break, and then we'll continue our conversation after the break. But I want you to, to stay with me on this. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came and lived a perfect life and died for our sins on that cross, and he made atonement for our sins. And then from the cross, he cried out, It is finished. He did the work. He paid the price. He was put into a tomb, and he rose again after three days, and he's at the right hand of the Father, and he validated what he did on the cross, that that he did die for our sins. He's the only one that has done that. No other person has done that, died for your sins, rose again. 
He was the son of God that came to this world to die for you, Jasmine, because he loves you and he loves you so much that he wants to save you. And it comes freely as you just call out to him and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, and confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead. And that's what I want to lead you to, to make sure that you understand and be assured of your salvation. But we're going to hear the music in a minute, and I can't stop that. And um, I want you to hang on. Will you hang on, Jasmine? Yeah. Okay. So you hear the music. It's our only break. And then I'm going to come back to you right after the break. And also there's a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. We'll be right back. And uh, we're going to talk with Jasmine as we continue. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad that you've joined us and blessed that you're tuned into the program. We had a great first half, and we're going to continue with the phone calls. We do have a couple open lines. You just heard those numbers given to you, so grab one of those open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and then the text line is 720-336-0897. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. I do want to go back to Jasmine, who we were talking to before the break. Jasmine, you still there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you for holding. So that's why Jesus came. He is your salvation. It isn't in, as as we talked about, you know, uh, you wanting to know how to be saved. It isn't by trying to be good, because none of us are good enough, Jasmine. Um, the wages of sin is death. If, if we sin, um, there, it just brought spiritual death to us. But Jesus came to bring life. And that's why he went to the cross and he shed his blood on that cross to make atonement for your sins. And he is your salvation. So the Bible tells us the good news, that's what the gospel means. The good news is as you come to Jesus Christ and call out to him and ask him to forgive you and to be the Lord of your life, that you will be saved. That's where salvation comes. There's salvation in none other. It's only in Jesus, in faith in him, faith and trust, in the finished work of the cross, in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's alive. He rose from the grave. And would you like to do that? Yes. Okay. Well, this is what I want you to do. I'm going to kind of lead you in a prayer, and I want you to repeat it, okay? And, okay. and this is coming from your heart. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised them from the dead, you shall be saved. So you can pray, Jesus, I come to you right now. Jesus, I come to you right now. And I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. And I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And you rose again from the grave. And you rose again from the grave. Forgive me. Forgive me. And I ask that you would be my personal Lord and Savior. And I 
ask that you would be my personal Lord and Savior. And I want to know you and walk with you. And I want to know you and to walk with you. And I thank you for this new beginning. And I thank you for this new beginning. And bringing me into the family of God. And bringing me into the family of God. And Jasmine is a simple act of faith of calling on the Lord. And you belong to the family of God. And you're expressing what is in your heart. That's salvation. So you can be assured of that. You have done this publicly over the airwaves. And and so now as you are a child of God, you're forgiven and you're saved and you belong to him and you've come into right relationship with the Father. Now it's important for you to follow up and read your Bible and to go to a good Bible-believing church. And I, I assume you're listening on Hope FM. Yeah. And you can call them, and they got a list of Calvaries. Um, I recommend Calvary Chapel because they do verse-by-verse teaching, and they have a list of good churches there in Philadelphia. Matter of fact, one of my favorite teachers in all of the world is at Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia, Joe Foch. Incredible Bible teacher, incredible church. You have people that are going to be there to help you and love you and serve you and answer your questions. So it's going to be really important that you follow up and and get involved in the church and be in fellowship and grow in the Scriptures and in God's Word. Okay? Okay. Thank you so very much for taking my call. Jasmine, do you have any other questions? No, no other questions. Okay. Listen, you have a new beginning now, and I want you to remember this, that the Lord loves you, and we have our struggles, and, you know, we we um, are, are not perfect, but His love for you is perfect, and you stay close to Him, and get a good Bible and start reading the Gospel of John, read through the Psalms, and go to a good Bible-believing church, and you stay in touch with us, Okay. And okay. call us if you've got any questions, and we're here to pray for you. And I want to pray for you right now before I let you go, okay? Okay. Father, I pray for Jasmine as she's made a commitment to Christ. Lord, she heard us on the radio. She's listening. Um, I thank you that you have forgiven her. She's come to salvation. And, Lord, I just pray that you would lead her to the right church to grow in the Word, that she would sense your presence that she would rest in your love, that, Lord, that she would grow in your word, and, Lord, bless her. Keep feeding her with the word. Fill her with your Holy Spirit. And, Lord, I just pray that you would do an incredible work in this new journey that she is on, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much again. All right. Okay, Jasmine, you stay in touch with us, okay? You call me anytime. Okay, Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. You bet. 303-690-3000. Whew, all of a sudden we got open lines. You, you know, as doing Calvary Live in in the ministry, um, I've been doing Calvary Live, it's going on six years. And every show is different. Every broadcast is different. And it's, it's a joy and a privilege to do it. 
And sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes the questions aren't easy. Sometimes, you know, every show is different. Some shows go smoother than others. But I'll tell you what, when somebody calls up and wants to give their life to the Lord and and, and prays, you know, um, a prayer of salvation to just, you know, they want to be saved, that makes it worth it. The, 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 right there, the radio station, Grace FM, Hope FM, that makes it worth it right there. And um, that's what it's about. That's what this show's about, to minister, to bring the gospel, to encourage. And those of you who listen, isn't that a wonderful thing? People need the gospel today, and and it is going across through the airwaves, such as stations of Grace FM, you know, Hope FM on the East Coast, Truth FM, other radio stations. So I want to encourage you, support those ministries, because these are church-based you know, based ministries. They're not big corporations. Um, Grace FM out of Calvary Church in Aurora, uh, Hope FM, Bill Lukerman, uh, I believe, uh, oversees that ministry uh, out there. Um, you know, it's just, it's important, and we need good good Christian radio more than ever in the days in which you were in. So it reminds us of a lot of things, and it reminds us of, listen, you be ready to minister the gospel to somebody. Always be ready, you know, and those divine appointments that the Lord might bring to you. So, you know, uh, what a a privilege it is to do that, uh, to be a voice of truth, uh, for people to come to a show and not only just get their questions answered and be prayed for, but to come to salvation. And and uh, all of us should be blessed that we're a part of that. And um, and I know that you are. Hey, we got all open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. And let's go to the text line while we're waiting for some more phone calls to come in. The question is, uh, what can Satan do to Christians? And uh, it's actually a, a good question because uh, sometimes Christians, they get confused. How much power does Satan have over people? He is very, very powerful. He's not as powerful as our God. And always remember this, that greater is he that is in you, that is the Holy Spirit in you, than he that is in the world. And we have victory. Um, he's given us the victory. Uh, I want to read to you from Colossians, uh, Colossians chapter 2. Paul writes something very important. He says that, um, that and you being dead in your trespasses, Colossians chapter 2, verse 13, <clears throat> and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he's taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. We have victory. Jesus triumphed over Satan as uh, he died on the cross and died for our sins. But Satan still comes against us. We know that Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 6 that we're to put on the whole armor of God because of the fiery darts that he throws at us. He wars against us. It is very real. We don't uh, battle with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. So Satan has a host of demons that are very active and seeking to, to harm believers in various ways. 
Satan tempts believers to sin. We get that from Ephesians chapter 2, um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Uh, he does, you know, lies to us. He is uh, the father of lies. He is a master counterfeiter. Um, he tempts us into sin and immorality. He accuses the brethren day and night, Revelation chapter 12. He hinders the work that that the Lord is doing through us in any way that he can. And he will sow, you know, those seeds, those uh, of, you know, tares among the church. Uh, we get that from the parable of the sower. Uh, he is constantly trying to come against us, make us ineffective, discourage us, oppress us, but he doesn't have victory over us. And that's what the thing that we need to remember he seeks to wage war against the believers. Uh, he's like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. He tries to plant doubt into our minds. He tries to twist and confuse uh, us with the Word of God, twisting the truth of God's Word. And he desires also for us to become prideful, because that was the sin that led Satan, Lucifer, to fall and become Satan. He wanted to sit on the throne of God. And, um, and he seeks to lead us away from a pure devotion to Christ. So that's what he wants to do. And that's why it's very necessary for us to be ones that we put on the whole armor of God to protect us from the enemy. And always remember that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, the call-in number. Got a couple open lines Seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven is the text line. Let's go to Jeremy in Platteville. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, Pastor Jeff. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Thanks for calling. I'm doing good. All right, good. Um, so my question was recently in the past um, couple several months, uh, I've just been really feeling a calling to ministry. Um, but right now I'm definitely in a waiting period. I don't know how long that's okay. going to be. Um, but I was just wondering if you had any, like, tips or maybe, um, yeah, any tips maybe or any book recommendations just for, um, uh, I'm 23 years old, and, yeah, I don't really know how to ask it, but just any advice for maybe future pastoral ministry or just ministry in yeah. general for a 23-year-old. Yeah, and I think that it's so cool to hear. And, um, you know, Jeremy, you keep coming and growing in the Word. You keep coming and be involved in, you know, ministry opportunities, and I know you're starting to do that. And then what you do is you come and you talk to me. And um, and it, because I want to pray for you, I want to encourage you in any way that I can. And um, and I think that's that's where you start. But it's so exciting to hear young men that say, I sense a call of God on my heart, and we're going to help you in any way that we can to do that and to encourage you and to use the gifts that God has given to you. But you're doing those things. You know, you're in, you're in fellowship, you're serving. There are some books that I'd like to give to you um, and that is going to help you. And just to move forward in in these things, some other things that we can discuss. But the the main thing is just be available. I can't emphasize enough 
of young guys that want to be in the ministry. Because, Jeremy, I get people that say, I'm excited what's happening at Calvary Chapel, you know, and, and I want to serve, and then I don't see them. I don't see them. They don't show up. Mm-hmm. They don't come. And somebody told me once, and it's always stuck with stuck with me, your greatest ability is your availability. You know, you can't learn to be a shepherd if you're not around the sheep. So it's not a legalistic thing, Jeremy, but it's a very practical thing to be involved in that church, to be with the people, to serve them and learn to serve. And that's what I did. When I got into ministry, I didn't think God could use anybody like me. I really didn't. Um, I thought that I didn't have anything to offer, but I can I can sweep sidewalks, I can clean, I can run. I started going to the Calvary Chapel down Colorado Springs with Brian Michaels, and you know there's a hundred people. I can you know go to the post office for them. I can you know help them with certain things. This was before all the computers and everything came out. I was just there. I was there. And and then I just was there taking in the Word of God and learning and growing in the Word of God. And over time, the Lord just developed those gifts. And then the opportunity was given that, you know, Brian came to me and said, I, I want you to come on st- staff as an assistant pastor. And it's been quite a venture of faith. That was nearly 30 years ago. And I'm very grateful to him that he gave me the opportunity to do that. But, you know, one of the reasons was I think I was there all the time, you know, as much as I could, just serving and being there that uh, Brian said, you're up, you know, you're here, you know the people, you're serving, and and I've learned a lot and have a lot to learn still after 30 years of ministry. But, you know, Jeremy, you're on the right track, and you're asking the questions, what can I do? You're here, keep learning, be involved. And we want to help you to do that as much as we can. Really appreciate that, Pastor Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, definitely so, been some spiritual warfare battles, but um, yeah, God's oh, always given me peace for sure. But you know, Jeremy, that will not end. That will not end, and that's what you got to realize. You want to go into ministry? It's going. To, he's going to the enemy. Throw everything he can at you, but. Keep in mind that the Lord's going to keep you, and and you know it is um, it is such a wonderful thing, especially in the days that we're in, to say, Lord, I just want to be used of you, and He will get you there. But you know we're here to encourage you, and it'll be a good conversation for you and I to have here in the near future. Well, yeah, I I really appreciate that, yeah, and I'll definitely. Yeah, we'll just. I'll definitely have to talk to you after church. I'll I'll be looking for you. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Pastor hey, Jeremy. Jeff. Hey, Jeremy. Can I pray for you? Yes, of course. Father, I just pray for Jeremy. I just pray as you've put just a stirring in his heart to serve you, the pastoral ministry, Lord, that he would get equipped, Lord, that you would open doors that no man shuts, and you shut doors that no man opens. He would be encouraged, Lord, that he would just learn to serve and just grow in your word. And, uh, Lord, I just pray for your hand upon him and to bless him and to, Lord, um, even as the enemy tries to discourage, that, Lord, that uh, you would just reassure him of the things that you're showing to him. 
Lord, I just pray for his brother Andrew, um, who's still waiting to go to Peru. I just pray that you bless him. And, uh, Lord, that he would be able to continue in the ministry uh, there in Peru and, and what you called him to do. I'm so excited for this family. They're such a blessing. And so, Lord, uh, you just bless Jeremy and um, and his family and uh, continue to just stir their hearts and grow them and uh, bring them to the place where you want them to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. All right. God bless you. Talk to you soon, Jeremy. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. 720 is the text line with 336-0897. That follows uh, the area code, and you can text me a question. But, hey, let's go to Lena in New Jersey. Is it Lena? Uh, yes. How are you? Um, I'm doing okay, I guess. So how can we minister to you? Well, lately I've been, like, having this urge in my spirit, kind of like this push from God to, like, get out of the world and to not love the things in the world and the things that I'm doing, like partying and stuff. And I I told him I would give it all up for him. And I kind of, like, am right now sitting in my car in a church parking lot. And I know that Jesus is coming back soon and... Like, everything's getting set up for the Antichrist to come into scene, and the whole Build Back Better, the Great Reset, is probably part of the Antichrist system, and they're going to deceive many. And it's just, like, this urge in my spirit to, like, get out there and, like, warn people, like, the Antichrist is about to come on scene. Like, don't get this mark, like, of the beast that you can't go into stores and buy and sell stuff. And I don't want to scare anybody, but... The mask, in a way, is a symbolism of, of like, what's, what's going to happen. And many people are wearing their mask in stores. Okay, Lena, one of the things, we lost you, but I, I don't know about the mask thing, but what I want to do is um, just pray for you right now. I don't know if you're still listening or whatever, um, but um, people are wearing masks because of health reasons. And um, that's the reason I wear masks. It's not because I take the mark of the beast. It's not biblical um, at all. And so, Father, I just pray for Lena. I just pray she's sorting through these things, that uh, she would have a good biblical perspective on things, that you would just help her to see that. And, Lord, that um, we don't want to um, love the things of the world. We're in the world, but not to love the things of the world. And so, Lord, just minister to her heart those things in your truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, hey, we still got a few minutes. I want to go to Brandy in Denver. Brandy? Hello, Pastor Jeff. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. So, um, you had prayed for my mother the summer of 2019 before she had passed away. And we're believers. We, we My mom loved the Lord. And since her passing, I have a... I've had been having repetitive and what seems to me kind of demonic dreams about my mom. And she's just, you know, she, she passed away from cancer. And in my dream, mm-hmm. she just wakes up and she's like in a zombie state and she's got blood all around her mouth. And it's just very, very evil and doesn't feel good at all. And that dream right 
I've probably had that dream five or six times, and I don't, I just okay. don't know what to do with that dream and these thoughts because that's not who my mom was, no. and I'm, I don't understand, like, I don't understand why I'm having those dreams, and I guess I just want to know what do I do with that. Well, I think it's important that you, you renew your mind with the things of the Spirit. And what will really help is, you know, read your Bible before you go to bed. Just pray, Lord, help me to have a restful sleep, because, you know, he is the accuser of the brethren, Satan is, who accuses us day and night. He attacks us in the mind. And how that's transferred into dreams, I'm not sure. But, you know, your mom is with the Lord, and um, and it's such glory. And, um, you know, you can be comforted by that and assured by that. But I think that, you know, listen to praise music, li- read your Bible, just renew your mind with those things, and hopefully it'll help, and then also praying. Just praying, Lord, that th- these will go away. And you don't, you know, um, Lord, that you are the one that, y- you know, in that takes, you know, our hearts, take my mind, um, that uh, I can just be assured of the glory that mom is in. And, and that's... That's the practical side of it, but I believe that the Lord does want to bring that peace to you and peaceful sleep, and so we're going to pray right now, okay? Brandy? Yep, I'm here. I am, I am, I, you know, I was looking at my notes, I do remember praying, and I am sorry for your loss, but I do rejoice that your mom is with the Lord, and to remember this, that we have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's not a dead hope. It's a living hope. She's alive. She's more alive now than ever before. And I think that as you just ponder on those things and and think about those things, it's going to help you sleep uh, with the, the peace of the Lord in your heart and in your mind. And that's what you want to focus on. You know, grieving, you're still in a grieving process, and grieving is very, very powerful, but you keep the comfort of the Lord tucked away in your heart, and, you know, read your Bible, read the Psalms, let it comfort you and fill your mind as you renew your mind with the Spirit of the Lord and the Word of the Lord. All right? Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. Have a good day. Okay, Brandy, don't don't go away. I'm going to pray okay. for you right now. Thanks. Father, as we get ready to end the show, I just pray for Brandy. As, Lord, these, these dreams have really bothered her, and she can be assured of what your Word declares, and that is that her mom is with you. And Lord, I just pray that you would just bring that that just um, into uh, every aspect of her life, her heart as she grieves the loss of her mom, as Lord, she goes to sleep, that, that Satan wouldn't be allowed to invade uh, her mind or her dreams, that her dreams would be peaceful. And Lord, that you would just uh, give her comfort and Lord, reassurance, and Lord, that she would wake up refreshed, renewed, renew her mind, renew her spirit with the things of the Lord. Lord, just comfort her, and um, because we know Satan is the accuser of the brethren who accuses us day and night. So Lord, give her uh, uh, in the night watches just a peaceful rest, and Lord, that these dreams that, that, um, uh, that just really trouble her would go away. And Lord, give her peace and in the things she thinks about and even her dreams in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much.
You're welcome. Bye-bye. God bless you. You keep in touch, okay? Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, Brandy. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, we're towards the end of the show. We only got a couple minutes left. You know, he is called the accuser of the brethren. Satan is. the accuses us day and night, and he loves to mess with our heads and in our minds. And, and just, you know, it's important for us to renew our uh, minds. Uh, Paul writes about it in the prison epistles quite often. He, he writes it in the book of Ephesians. You know, that be renewed in the spirit of your mind, Put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And then Paul, in the book of Philippians, the other prison epistle that he wrote, remember four of the New Testament books are prison epistles. He says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true and whatever things are noble and whatever things are just and whatever things are pure and whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So uh, it, it is a blessing. I think a good, good practice for us is read your Bible before you go to bed. You know, pray to the Lord uh, in your day with the Lord, just as we begin our day with the Lord. Listen to praise music um, if you have opportunity, and you're going to sleep like a baby, and you're going to have a restful peace, peaceful sleep, that night. That's what I pray for us. And I think that's just a good thing to do as we start our day with the Lord with devotions, end our day with the Lord and praise music. Uh, Our day will go so much better. And even in between, David prayed morning, noon, and night to the Lord. And we do the same thing. Hey, God bless you. Great show. I'll be back with you tomorrow at the same time. Have a great evening. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.